afternoon good evening who are you where are you and how are you and what are you doing what are you doing out there welcome to news on acid that's what you're doing right now is listening to us talk episode 62 we're your hosts joe and evan evan did i miss anything Mm. you're supposed to ask me how i'm doing (laughs) (laughs) how are you doing i don't know i told you when i came over here i was in a weird headspace i think this whole week has just been crazy i mean it's it's hard to even it's everything that's been going on has just been covering the news covering social media it's as well as well as it should i'm not complaining um that's the other thing with talking about all this stuff i feel like even if i'm trying to be as cautious as possible i'm gonna say something that sounds ignorant or like step on some landmine or open myself up to some way where i should have said something different or something um yeah, that's kind of the culture landscape we have to navigate nowadays. But at, at the end of the day, I think uh, hopefully if people are listening to this show or know us personally, they know that we're always trying to come from a place of compassion for mm-hmm. our fellow human beings. And um, I mean, speaking for myself, very, very hard to uh, kind of process everything that's going on right yeah. now. I mean, it's not new, you know, so no. that's... That's one thing where it's it's not new, but uh, hopefully at some point here we're gonna we're gonna be able to talk with some people on the show that maybe can give us a better I don't know well informed perspective. I mean, obviously we yeah. have our own p- opinions, which is kind of why I like having this program with you is, is us just sharing our own opinions. But um, we'll hopefully get into the meat of where everything's at since. The murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis, as far as just the country in general. Um, yeah, and I've been reaching out to Black Lives Matter 5280, which is the local Denver, uh, or actually it's the Colorado, no, Denver, Denver Black Lives Matter. Mm. Um, we'll see if they can get on the show. Uh, if not, we'll try to find some other people who are more knowledgeable than we are, um, who can shed some light. Uh, lots of questions to ask, lots of where are we going to go from here? Um, so it's interesting to see. Um, yeah, like you, I've been having a hard time processing all this stuff. I mean, we've seen so many just, and not even that long ago, just these, you know, deaths of a, of a black person at the hands of police unjustly killed, um, unnecessarily killed. And when these first, when these, you know, protests started, I didn't even realize the scope and scale of it at all. Um, I've just been in my own little world, maybe selfishly, like I've, I've had a hard time being on Facebook just because it's like, it's almost like, or in like social media in general, it's almost like overwhelming. Like I posted something yesterday on Instagram and I didn't even realize like the day after I posted it or the day before I posted it, everyone did like the blackout Tuesday and everything. But I had been so like, not even on Instagram at all that I didn't even realize it. So I felt like guilty, like, oh, I just come along, like ignore that and then post a picture. <laughs> you know, it's like, right. I, I don't know. I just feel so like out of touch with it. And it's like, it's too much sometimes to like sure. ingest all that information. Um, yeah, we can flush out that 
blackout Tuesday situation, hopefully at some point, because that's, that's a whole like conversation to have. Just, I don't know. It's a topic. If we're going to talk about that's that where shit's been since George Floyd was murdered, like mm-hmm. blackout Tuesday is another jewel in the crown of like, like you were saying, people posted it. And then people like lambasted people for posting it you because know, like, they because they tagged Black Lives Matter and they like clogged up their hashtags and just you know the ingenuine that's the other viewpoint. I don't know. We'll get into it if we talk about. It. I sure. I, I have it. a I have a lot Let's of hear it. thoughts on that. But um, what are your thoughts on it? I'm curious. <laughs> well, I don't I don't have them well formulated. Mm. I would have liked to have written yeah. them down a little bit. The other part of it too is like it's hard to separate out how I can't get a good clear picture of how many people really do care versus how many people feel an obligation to care. Um, You see that a lot, like every politician giving the most heartfelt anything happens. Yeah. And you're like, I can't tell if you really feel this way or if you're just paying lip service. Right. Um, You know, you see companies do it too, where um, they post like messages and you're like, is this just a way I mean, we've talked about this before with like <laughs> how gay pride and like the it's Pride Month right now, actually. Um, how like companies have just sort of completely corporatized it and bastardized it. It's like you know, or the women's march or whatever. It's like, oh, McDonald's made the M into a W, and it, yeah. it's it seems like the most transparent. Like, share us because we care about you, and it's like, do you like what are you doing? Or are you just is this just a way to get likes and shares? So it's just so much mixed stuff like that. And then also I just feel like it's just like constant landmines that I just don't like sometimes have a hard time engaging in. Like we at our company, like I'm on the leadership team of our company, decided to make a public like statement about like, you know, like our company supports equality and like our CEO donated $5,000 to the Innocence Project and like all this other stuff and, you know, policies we put in place for like company inclusion and like we don't have, um, you know, and then they, we posted that, you know, our CEO posted that on LinkedIn and then, but I feel it just like opens you up to all these other things. Then someone like comments like, Hey, I noticed you have black people at your company, but no one on your leadership team is black. And it's like, yeah, that's a fair point. It's like, and if you respond to them, then it just opens up this thing where it's like, you're kind of like kind of damned no matter what you do or you just like enter these really uncomfortable scenarios that, you know, it's like, I don't think anyone and any of our people, you know, we're not that big of a company is like racist and wouldn't hire black people. We have hired black people. Um, but it's like, whoever's like, we just hire the best person for the job. And it's like, I don't know that a lot of, I don't know, maybe a lot of marketing managers aren't black. I don't know. Or they haven't come across or we are not reaching out to the right channels. Maybe, maybe there's better channels we could reach out to that would get, um, you know, but at the same time, I don't, it's kind of a tricky subject because it's like with anything, whether in like government or whether in a position, you don't, there's this kind of weird thing where it's like, you got to hire the best person for the job. That doesn't mean necessarily your company has to be 50% women, 13.6% black, 8% Asian, or you're like racist. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I don't but think at the I, same time, you want to give people opportunity if they're like underrepresented. So it's like all these tricky like landmine things that require like a. I, I sometimes it's just like easier for me to just like take a step back and just observe because I feel like I'm just going to put my foot in my mouth. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's no 
reasonable scenario where I win like most woke person on the internet award. So if I'm going to start going down like a who is woker than who mm-hmm. argument hole on the internet, I don't go down those because mm-hmm. it's not me. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I'm a very privileged white man. Like I don't know, like I'm just not. I'm not going to win that argument. So it's better I just keep my mouth shut and yeah, stand up for people the way I see fit or however I can. But I mean, all of that, like people trying to press press those issues. There's always a bigger picture, right? Which like makes makes it hard. So maybe there's not a lot of marketing managers that are African American just based on the overall uh, ways that they're systematically held down in their education. Well, that's and, what I was trying know, to. Yeah, that. so, exactly. Like, that's it's, was... it's like, what do you want me to do about that right now in this context of you telling me I don't have a black manager of whatever the fuck? Yeah. Um, more so, you know, like, what do we do about that as a, on a grand scale as a society, which is right. the type of conversations we should be having and should have been having for hundreds of years now, but there's such, they can be such grand scale and there's so many problems that are ingrained everywhere that people get apathetic and the longer we've been alive and the longer this society has been modern, the shorter everyone's attention spans getting in my opinion too. So people just, throw up their hands, get apathetic when it, the rubber meets the road or when it really needs to meet the road. Mm-hmm. And then here we are in the same fucking situation we've been in since, what, fucking forever now? <laughs> like, in many cases, it's worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean... And, but, like, one thing to point out, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I've, I've, asked, I've asked friends in conversations I've had lately of... Is it selfish? Because uh, I've been feeling the same way. Is it selfish or just self-serving and not compassionate enough to allow myself those periods of like I just I can't I, I don't want to focus on this right now. That's how I feel. I is feel. is it or is it okay? Because for me, what I've settled in and what I've been coached on a lot and kind of just live by at this point is that the best recipe across the board is balance for me you know like in Mm -hmm. everything i do um too much of a good thing too much of a bad thing try to balance it all out so not being completely ignorant to it burying my head in the sand about what's going on right now but also not spending every waking moment worrying about it Mm -hmm. because that is the time in my opinion where i from us from speaking for myself I would get overwhelmed and ultimately apathetic to it because it's if it just keeps coming, you lose hope that you're going to be able to do anything about it as as far as being able to, instead of rather being able to focus on, you know, whether it's just watching these videos of police brutality or whatever and uh, letting that hit you how it should, you know, which is, it's incredibly fucked up and sad and you know, it's murder or assault or, you know, like any other person doing it that wasn't in a uniform (laughs) would be arrested on the spot. Let that hit you and, you know, think about what, what, what is the fucking answer in your opinion? Yeah. And then try to focus on the solution, however you can go about doing it. But I mean, we've talked about, being on the screens too much on this show. We've talked about a lot of shit. So like the answer for me definitely isn't going to be scrolling Twitter 
for 12 yeah, hours. I mean, that's like that's, only that's, following shit that's going to upset me because it's traumatic. You know, it's traumatic. Whoever's watching it, that's fucking traumatic to watch. Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like selfish saying that, but like it's the same thing. Like I told you before I came here, I think it was like, or when I got here, it was like, I've just been going out in the woods and like camping and climbing and eating mushrooms and spending time outside. Because when I come inside and like I don't, I don't have like Facebook like a tab open. Like I'll yeah. open it once a week and like I scrolled there today and it was like it's intense and it's like it seems really selfish for me to say that because I'm not going through anything personally. But like right. also I don't feel like me sharing something that everybody. Like a part of me feels like it's just a way. For, it's just another like social media like karma whore thing where like I care about Black Lives, like like my posts. And it's like okay, but like, are you gonna do anything besides that? Like, right. like I feel like there's nothing I can really say. Like, it's like I should I should be doing something, you know? Like I don't need to be posting on social media. I no. should be like that, donating to a cause or like trying to influence legislation or using this podcast as some sort of, you know beacon or something it, part of me just feels like all the social media stuff is just like noise in a way it's it like i don't know what we're what we're getting out of it i mean the solidarity is nice to see and that it's constant and that it's like this time it's not gonna go away it feels like where the other ones that kind of just like faded away and, and i get it and i totally get it but it like i don't know I, I get i'm torn over it i mean the important part there is if you're allowing yourself to take breaks from it go go to mm -hmm. the woods when you come back and you see this shit going on, you internalize it as being not okay, and you find a way right. to effect some change. You know, mm -hmm. like whether that's protesting in the street, uh, donating money. Mm -hmm. Some people, I mean, I'm sure some people, young people, think of like minors. All they can really do is post on social media. So. Yeah, you know that that is something. You know, I participated in Blackout. Yeah, Tuesday. I'm not saying don't post on social media. I'm just yeah. saying like it appears like sometimes well, like it's like here's here's an example. I participated in Blackout Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I have posted nothing else, and if anything, I've posted you know outside of on Blackout Tuesday. I've posted pictures of me fishing. I've posted photos of the hummingbird that made a nest outside my house. You know, like it's it's normal social right fucking posting as as per usual i participated in blackout tuesday with the thought pattern being a solidarity message like you said sure nationwide mm -hmm. social media campaign uh blacking out people's feed hopefully to being only filled with um actually vital information for the day whether that be from sources like uh sean king or um, other people of color, you know, like BIPOC. I would not points choose of, points of view. PSA. I would not choose Sean. Sean King is one of the most notorious liars. By the way, there's got to be better people than him. I mean, his Instagram is just police beating people. So there's not much to lie yeah. about on video like that. I just I I follow him on Twitter. That's why I know. Him, but. I don't have Twitter. Um, but you know, leaving leaving the conversation open for people who aren't. A mm -hmm. white male living in fucking Colorado. Right. Um, That's how I feel. I'm like, what do you want me to say? Like, I should be, like, donating or something. So then people, yeah, people take that as either, I'm trying to get likes on the photo. I could give a fuck if anybody liked that photo. It's basically for me to show solidarity mm -hmm. with a group of people. Right. 
that are going through something that I can't even hardly imagine. Um, but it would be more karmahori if I was going out and sharing every little thing I've done. I've donated money, you know. I've I've done other things this whole time, and I'm not sharing all of those things, right? Because you don't need the karma. I don't give a fuck if you like what I'm doing. You know, like it's it's not up. To, I don't care. You, you know, don't like need I'm, the validation. No, I'm doing what I think is right and know is right in my heart. So it doesn't matter what other people think about it. But if there's a opportunity to show solidarity through a nationwide media campaign that was, you know, organized by black women in the music industry. I mean, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were just like not happy about it. But and we've talked about this problem before on this podcast. Happy about what? The Blackout Tuesday. Oh, really? Yeah. And <laughs> and we've talked about this point on this podcast before. It's the fucking left eating each other. And it's just like who was upset about dude, that? Dude. Some of my friends were upset about it. Really? Yeah. And not because they're racist, you know, because they saw it for for that exact same thing where it's just like, what uh, is this fucking black square going to do? And it's just like, why does, well, like, it doesn't, is it hurting you to see a bunch of black squares? Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I don't know why it's such a the black bad squ- thing. The black, yeah, and just to clarify, because I feel like unless I say what I mean, no one's going to, people will assume, like, I thought the black square thing was fine. That's not, those aren't the things I have the issues with. It's like. More of the constant like white people on my fucking Facebook posting the same like things just to get that just like every, stuff everyone knows that it's not new information and it's like it just seems like a way to get likes and it's I, that's the part of the reason I like have a hard time with social media is because it's this weird psychological like you know lens on people where they're just constantly need validation and it's like it sickens me like even more to to think that certain people are doing that in the crazy time like yeah. this when that's like the last time it's just like i mean the beautiful thing about social media in that aspect is that you can straight up stop following or paying attention to or getting notifications from those type of people and diversify and start following black leaders latino leaders social justice movements you know mm-hmm. and like get their updates straight from kind of the horse's mouth more so than like worrying about what Karen thinks about <laughs> protest protesting Black Lives Matter in you know some city that's yeah. white as fuck. So I don't know. It's it's like you said. It's, it's always all, hard. It's all messy. It's always hard to uh, feel like you're doing quote unquote the right thing. But if you come from a place of compassion and empathy for your fellow man and woman, and you understand that you don't know everything, and you might have an opinion that is skewed by your upbringing or socialization or any number of things that like you're not even necessarily aware of and you're willing to keep learning and growing as a human being, mm-hmm. then you're going to be fine. You know, like, I don't know that people can't cancel your life <laughs> because you said I mean, something be, that yeah. was off color and you didn't even know it, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. That's how you learn and grow. Right. I'm not worried about me. I'll be fine. Um, but I just like I have felt like it's just like a time to be kind of just mindful and just like sit back and kind of absorb all this and take it in because like it it's blown my mind how this has gone worldwide. I think that was the thing that really blew my mind because like it was hard to tell the scale of this going on. Like it started in Minneapolis and then obviously it spread to other places and then there's so many th- different things going on. It's hard to even figure out yeah 
the scale. And then the first thing I saw like a couple of days ago is it's like hundreds, if not thousands of people marching in New Zealand. And Ireland everywhere. Yeah. yeah and then everywhere. I was like, I had to watch the video like five times. I was like, are they chanting black lives matter? Because I was like, I couldn't tell if that's what they were chanting or if it was like something similar, you know, New Zealand <laughs> doesn't have any black people as far as I know, you know, they got the Maori, but uh, Maori, however you pronounce it. Um, but it was really interesting to see that happen, like in Germany and Amsterdam, Ireland, like all over the world, Black Lives Matter movements in places that may not even have the same type of police, you know, racist race issues or police brutality issues. So it was kind of, it was kind of really interesting to see that. Um, and especially interesting to see, like, it, it almost seems like they're latching onto the movement in solidarity and as like a reason to protest in general. Like I was watching some, like earlier before I came over here, I was watching in England protesters fight with the cops there. Um, I mean, funny, they were saying, hands up, don't shoot. The cops aren't armed over there, which is kind of like, okay, we're not going to shoot you. Um, but also like, it seems like people, I'm not saying like some people are looking for a fight and trouble. I'm not saying that's the black lives matter movement or like anybody in particular, but like as crazy as these police have been, and I've watched enough videos and now that I know it's just like absolutely insane and non justified violence from the police. There's still like, all it takes is like a very small minority of people, like half a percent of one of those protesters to do something that'll just ruin it for everybody. Like whether it's like, throwing a bottle like the, i watched an interview of a uh, huff post policeman or huff post sorry huff post uh reporter uh basically he was saying he was at a peaceful protest and then everything was going fine and then one person threw like a glass bottle at the police and then that's when it was like over and they started charging everybody they like tackled him they wouldn't get his phone and like all this crap and like you know he wasn't doing anything he was there with like a media badge and but like at the same time all it took was for one person to throw that bottle. And there have been like, you know, there have been historical um, instances, you know, I I think of like the gay movement with Stonewall in New York, um, where like rioting and that (laughs) was effective for gay rights. And there's, there's a handful of the suffragettes movement. Like there's a handful of things you can point to in history where like, you know, the ends did justify the means like violence did work, but like, I don't think it's necessarily the answer right now. Cause I, th- I think it's making things worse. I think as as soon as someone gets violent, the police, they're like, okay, well you want to like, you want to throw Molotov cocktails at us. We're just going to charge you and beat you with sticks. Like that's, it just gets worse and worse. And it's not, I'm not saying like they're justified. I'm not saying they should beat people with sticks, but it's like this kind of like, never-ending fight of just like provoking each other um the other problem i have where i kind of have to sit back is it's just like this always you know no pun intended like black and white thing where like everything has to be explained in like black and white terms like like the people who are like for instance people are saying like and i'm sure it's true i've seen videos of like lots of white people doing like looting and violence and vandalism and all that shit and they're saying look it's not black lives matter or they're saying like it's all white supremacists and it's like it's probably a little bit of everybody if we're honest. It's not just one group. There's probably some 
Black Lives Matter people in there. There's probably some Antifa people in there. There's probably just a lot of people in there who are just completely unrelated. A majority of those people are probably just people who are want want chaos. They want loot. They're anarchists or whatever, yeah. you know. So I mean, like that's the other hard part about it is like. I feel like we can't even have these conversations because everyone wants to talk in these absolute terms and like nothing is ever absolute in any of these situations. And so it's like, I don't even want to argue with anybody about any of this because I'm just going to put my foot in my mouth or like someone's going to think I'm just like too privileged to understand or something. So it's like, sometimes all I I feel like I can do is just like watch and absorb, you know, obviously I'm talking about it on this podcast, but like I haven't, really engaged in this outside of this conversation until today yeah i've been having conversations with people about it on a you know a micro level not on the internet no, i've never been a big internet conversation person but uh to some of your points i mean there's there's an important history also to recognize that sometimes the agitator in these riots are uh police themselves or undercover police for that mm-hmm. matter or hired <laughs> you know, agitators, um, yeah. as recently as these ones in Minneapolis. And you're right. I mean, there's people, there's anarchists that, you know, like this is anarchist wet dream right here. You know, as soon as, yeah. as soon as it's dark, they've found caches of flammable liquids around the city of Minneapolis. Um, yeah. I mean like backing up a minute, uh, this one is definitely, it's, it's definitely shifted gears for me. Uh, being that this did take place in Minneapolis. Minneapolis is my home city. I hold Minneapolis and Minnesota near and dear and to a pretty high standard. Um, I know the people there. I know a lot of, you know, a lot of different people there and it's full of good people and it's really sad and humbling and awakening and mind-blowing and jarring to have this take place in your home city or home state, which mm-hmm. also happened for Evan when um, that man was chased down jogging and killed by the two men in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, home state for Evan and Minneapolis, Minnesota being a home state for me. So having it hit home like that kind of gives me a different perspective on it because, um, like I said, I would have held that city to a higher standard of being you know, tolerant and not employing a force that would kneel on someone's neck for eight minutes until he was dead. So it's definitely, it's given me a, a chance to pause a little more than, than honestly than previous instances of the same type of brutality have, you know, um, which is, you know, sad to admit that like they don't all affect you the same way, but yeah. it's true and it's human nature. So uh, to some of our earlier points, trying to figure out and navigate what what my reaction is to this, you know, like without obviously grandstanding my views to a bunch of people that it's not going to help. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Should we call this episode two white guys talk about Black Lives Matter? <laughs> I mean, I guess, but I'm I'm trying to think of like what a logistical move is, and that, that's the type of stuff that happens in the conversations I have, whether they're with other white people or not, you know, like, all right, so everyone's pissed off. Everyone's sickened by this. So like, what are we going to do about it? You know, like, what should we do about it? Obviously, yeah. like, it's just can tell people to vote or like, yeah, it's and, not enough. And right. I've told people in these conversations that like, I'm going to boil it down to trying to find one issue that like might, you know, branch out 
into touching different aspects of how I'm feeling about everything and focus on that. Don't donate my money towards that. Try to follow legislation based on that. Spread awareness around that. And I mean, that's part of it too. It's, you know, it's sometimes uh, all you can really do is, is keep talking about it on a small scale with whether it's your parents or just close friends or significant others um, just to make sure everybody's getting everyone else's opinions, I guess. I don't know. Um, the older generation hearing the younger generation talk about it and where we're coming from. It's always important in my mind. Yeah. I wonder how it's affected people who, I mean, the whole people who are against like the kneeling with Kaepernick. Like That's if, one that came up in my friend group today. I wonder if anyone's kind of like, I mean, they see these events and then that changes. I wonder if anyone's like changed their mind really. Like, No, because that narrative is so distorted from what I can tell. The narrative of why I don't even understand. I don't even understand the opposite side's narrative. Like, what what do they say? What is he? What do they think he's kneeling for? They spin it away from being about police brutality and the persecution of it's minorities. Like you, you hate the flag or something to a military and country pride thing. It's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. That's literally what they do. Yeah, Drew Brees. That did was it. Drew, Drew Brees. Brees did yeah. it today. Yeah, and it was like I saw that, dude. Like wrong. Like that's not what it's so happening. Dumb. Yeah, like I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna have a conversation with a friend of mine. I have I have friends who are conservatives. I have family members that sure. are conservatives. Me too. I don't hate these people. You know, like I love these people really. But when it comes down to it, um, I'm not the type of person to shout these people down either. You know, I think uh, a calm, rational discussion. Right. Whether it's it can end with well, let's agree to disagree. You know, like. I don't know. What are you going to do? But I think calm, rational discussion will will plant seeds that will hopefully grow later to, to have people just have more empathy for each other and listen to what the other person's saying. You know, like, we're not talking about the military. And if you're concerned that kneeling for a flag of a country is disrespectful to the country, you need to, like, take a step backwards and see that the, the reason that doesn't matter is because we're talking about a country that is persecuting or, you know, singling out minorities with harsh police brutality and systemic racism. Like that's the kneel, you know, like, yeah, it's the same country. The country you're saying is being disrespected is disrespecting people on a daily basis. That's the problem, you know, like, Okay, you know, like I don't know, like but that's I, a point to yeah. make that people are not making. I still don't understand that line of thinking. Like they're like, because what it sounds like they're saying is like, it's almost like they don't believe that there's a pr- police brutality problem. Exactly, that's part of the problem. They don't see it, they don't live it, they don't believe it, or they're not hearing it. So, like with Drew Brees today, he said he wouldn't disrespect the flag because his grandparents served in the military. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is like not, it's just like, that's not the point, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, uh, I have a better way to describe this. I need to like write it down and just read it. But like, it's, uh, it's not about, it's not about a military service record of your family members. It's yeah. about what's happening in this, in this country to people that don't look like you. 
Did you see what uh, Saints safety Malcolm Jenkins posted? No. Did you see what Ed Reed posted? <laughs> Let me play this video from... Every, other, like, I don't know, even Drew Brees' own teammates. This is uh, Malcolm Jenkins. He's a safety? Yeah. Saints safety. Um, ESPN posted this a couple hours ago. I'll go ahead and play the video. I'll play some of it. It's four minutes long, but it's a little long, but let's get into it. I promise you this... The onslaught of we have to deal with is crazy right now. Drew Brees, if you don't understand how hurtful, how insensitive your comments are, you are part of the problem. To think that because your grandfather's served in this country and you have a great respect for the flag that everybody else should have the same ideals and 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 thoughts that you do is ridiculous and it shows that you don't know history because when our grandfathers fought in for this country and served and they came back they didn't come back to a hero's welcome they came back and got attacked wearing their uniforms they came back to people to racism to complete violence and then here we are in 2020 with the whole country on fire everybody witnessing a black man dying at the hand being murdered at the hands of the police with his just in cold blood for everybody to see the whole country's on fire and the first thing that you do is criticize one's peaceful protest that was years ago when we were trying to signal a uh, 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 sign for help and signal for our allies and our white brothers and sisters, the people we considered to be friends to get involved. It was ignored. And here we are now with the world on fire and you still continue to first criticize how we peaceful, pro how we peacefully protest because it doesn't fit in what you do and your beliefs without ever acknowledging that a fact that the man was murdered at the hands of police in front of us all. All right. goes on for a while, but I mean, it touches on what we're saying. It's like, it started off with Neely. Whoopi, Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg actually had a really good, <laughs> good one she? today too. <laughs> really? Which, yeah, it was amazing. But she said similar things like her grandparents and great grandparents fought in world war one and two and came back and like, couldn't vote. Really? Wow. You, you know, came back, couldn't vote in the country. So like, everybody's got ties to that, but that's not, it's not the, what we're fucking talking about, dude. You know, like we're not talking about the military. We're not talking about service records. We're not talking about the white experience at large in the United States. They're talking about taking a knee to protest, which a knee is like still, they're still present. They're still putting a hand over their heart. Still, still doing everything thing yeah. to do. I mean, I don't know. know. It's that argument. I mean, we have, friends whose parents like boycotted the nfl after that yeah and like all sorts of shit where it's just like that's how far that narrative has gone from like what it was about because we brought that up like well it's about uh police brutality. racial injustice in the united <laughs> that's not what it's about and it's just like well, what do you mean <laughs> you know like they hate america yeah what did sean hannity <laughs> tell you it was about then you know like because that's what it literally like from the man's mouth like what it's about i don't i don't know what you're talking about so that's just it, dude. Shit gets spun out of control. 
with that, with those types of situations. And it makes you want to just keep your mouth shut, which I agree with you as of right now, as a, as a just fucking white bread motherfucker here in Colorado. Like I have nothing, I have no reasonable thing to add. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I'm going to listen. Like I'm going to sit back and listen Let's, to you. Yeah. And then I'm going to donate where I can stand up where I can. I mean, unfortunately, I really would like to be out protesting with people, but there's also a pandemic going on. Right, and like, that's the other thing. I got reasons to not to not do that. Yeah. Um, but that people have asked that question. I mean, to an earlier point, this really turned into us talking about this instead of anything else. That's funny. Um, <laughs> uh, like why this? Why this one? Why George Floyd? I mean, outside of that video being fucking heartbreaking and like next level atrocious yeah uh, why why this why did this why did these protests i mean everyone's sitting inside so, for months that's what i think you know yeah. and like it was like a it's just like everyone's already on edge anyways and then to watch this dude i mean for me too part of it is like i have a authority problem anyways so police officers i'm not i don't know i i don't know I'm not a big fan um, of people yeah. thinking they're better than somebody else, especially when you pay their salary. But <sighs> watching somebody like think they're going to get away with that is insane. Like, um, yeah, what do you, why would what would happen to me? You know, like is is the question you should you think, ask yourself when you watch those things. I mean, one thing I've been thinking of, and I don't want to have this come out wrong or belittle it, but like, probably will. It. Uh, it's hard for me to think that, that like, obviously, like, you know, there's been legislation in multiple places of, like, I forget exactly what it's called. Kamala Harris was talking about it, about not, you know, no neck restraint or something like that, something along those lines. But, I mean, probably those officers didn't think he was going to die. Right? Who knows? Do they think he was going to die? Because, I mean, like... I don't, I don't know, know if he. I don't know if he thought he was going to because that that, think, that is I the hard. It's pretty that, obvious that he thought he was going to feel pain. Yeah, because that's the hard part about that. I mean, I, there's because like what was interesting is like I can't breathe and like you know there's been a lot of conservative people who are like well if you can talk you can breathe but it's like which does have a hint of truth to it but the problem was like it wasn't enough oxygen going to his brain and he died you know so it's like he couldn't breathe enough you know um, so like I'm wondering though if like. What's interesting is like we did find out like apparently Floyd and that officer Chauvin, Chauvin, whatever his name is, yeah, who gives? Um, apparently had worked together for like twenty four years at a security gig or some shit like that. So they had known each other, which makes gives it a hint of like premeditation or like fuck this guy type of thing. Um, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, which is kind of that. yeah, which is kind of interesting. Um. But I mean, I, dude. Like the thing is, like as either way, much as it's you an could abusive, say, either way, it's an abuse. I'm not. I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm just saying, like, I mean, I, I do wonder if they like. What if I'm he trying thought to, he was just like holding him down. You know what I mean? What I'm trying to say is, like, as much as there's an argument for, I, I, he was just thinking he was holding him down, which was totally inappropriate for the given situation. Anyways, there's still there's an equal amount of argument for I'm going to kill this dude and get get away with it because they don't persecute police for this type of shit. So. If if he dies, it doesn't matter to me. You know, like that argument is just as strong. Yeah. Well, yeah. Or there's just like a whole 
psychological. I mean, they've done those like studies where I forget what the actual, it's like a like famous psychological study where like they'll shock people. And then as soon as some people start shocking people, like it just becomes like socially acceptable or something like that. And that's kind of like that mentality of the other officers standing around because that that's what I think about in that dynamic. I'm like, I wonder what the rankings were of those officers and how they related to each other. And I wonder if, you know, it was like the top cop Chauvin. I don't know if he was like whatever the sheriff or whatever the, you know, rankings are. And if the other ones felt like, Hey, I didn't want to tell my boss not to do something, you know, and obviously that's like, you know, say something if you think someone's going to fucking die. But, um, an interesting point that a family member brought up is, and this just goes, I mean, this goes down a rabbit hole of, this country's gun situation in general, but to your point earlier about the UK police not carrying guns, there's a question that that comes up if you're going to talk about what what purpose do the police hold, and and you know, just the greater question of why don't people feel comfortable challenging the police? The question that came up was if those officers didn't have guns, you know, would somebody be more inclined to more or less force them off of that dude when he's saying he can't breathe? Because in that situation, if you're going to quote unquote, yeah, quote unquote, because there were plenty of them. If you're going to quote unquote assault a cop when he's murdering someone in front of you, but those police have weapons, they're going to shoot you. (laughs) You know? So like, yeah, I mean, that's probably a safe, I mean, obviously they have other means to, restrain you they right taser you or mace, mace you or whatever you. but it's not life ending you know but if they didn't have the ability to shoot you and you're watching them murder somebody are you going to be more inclined to save that person's life just because you know you're not going to die trying or at least get shot to I death think abso- i think absolutely yeah right? so i mean that's that's a main point for people that are getting really interested in, in examining what exactly the fucking police forces in this in these states are are designed to do right now Mm -hmm. because they're really yeah overly militarized in my opinion and that's sort of the problem is i think like the decentralization of all this is like each police uh i think it's like there's like city laws county laws state laws and then probably some federal laws that can be applicable but like the problem is there's no like there's no all police must do this it's like all these legislations must be passed. Like there's certain legislations and more like areas that have dealt with this more that are more like ahead of the curve on this kind of stuff. But it's like we're trying to introduce all this legislation like all the way across. And, you know, I think Biden's been talking about that same thing with the no neck restraint or whatever the hell it's called, where like, I mean, how many, there's been too many people have died like this already. It's completely ridiculous. I mean, that was an illegal move already as it right. was. He just used it anyways. Yeah. So, um we're coming up on our time here but i don't know i think as like a next step you know the only ways i know to help i think are like donate to reliable places that we know are good innocenceproject.org helps people who are wrongly convicted um largely often black uh folks who you know have less legal representation from socioeconomic uh, scenario in the united states um and then i think the next biggest thing besides donating to good causes like that is um it's really the legality of it it's really trying to coalesce around um 
legislation that legitimately makes a difference. I think that's the most effective thing we can do. Um, and that's, that's where my mind goes. And that's, mm-hmm. I'm sure. And I hope Denver pretty progressive place and pretty good with like responding to things. I'm sure we'll see something on the ballot, yeah. uh, um, an initiative after this, but yep. Um, it's heavy times people. So we'll be sure to, come back with some more news on acid style stories yeah. at some point, but don't be surprised if this is going to be a narrative for a little bit. Cause yeah. this is more important at the moment. Um, like Evan said in your reflection, your personal reflection, your group reflection, um, just ca- try to decide what it is you re- can tangibly do to make a difference or make your voice heard or make, um, less accessible voices heard, uh, whether it's donating, signing petitions, talking to family members who are unknowingly racist (laughs) Um, or, you know, thinking about what you could possibly do when we don't have coronavirus restrictions, um, volunteering time with people that are young, young kids that don't look like you and trying to give them any sort of leg up fucking leg up or role model or whatever. Um, Make sure that you're being nice to each other out there. And yeah, I don't know this up yeah cool well yeah like we said like you know we try to uh we, we've always had a policy here of like you know when things get heavy we'll try to be the people who are doing like let's just have some fun news but this is kind of a week where kind of just felt weird not to talk about it and yeah um so we'll get back into it but like we said we also want to try to interview someone from a local uh black lives matter 5280 so We'll see if they they can come on, um, at least do a Zoom call with us or whatever, given Corona. But I think that does it for this week. Uh, We will see you guys again next week. And, yeah, take care. Stay safe. Bye.